recognize already but if not <laughs> this is uh teresa from the spiritual gangsters you want to say what's up to everybody what is up hello thank you very much for jumping on as usual and this uh tonight we do have a guest with us that um we've actually i think both of us have been on with him the other two times as well that he's been yeah, on the show yeah this is his third time third time's a third charm time. and i had a great time with him the last two times he's been on it's always uh, just very interesting to hear what's going on in another country that I'm not in, you know. Uh, like mm -hmm. we were even saying prior, uh, you know, with censorship and all, like, we always hear how these other countries have, like, these vowels on the internet that only certain things can get, you know, go in and out. I'm like, you know, I don't hear much about what's going on in Canada. Could that be, you know, by design or, you know, whatever. So it's interesting to actually hear what's going on from somebody that lives over there and is seeing it. You know, yeah, so yeah, I the ground floor it. report. Yes, exactly. Yes, <laughs> the investigator in the streets. Yeah. And uh, without uh, keep on uh, rambling, uh, I'll let you introduce yourself and let everybody know where they can find your work. Okay, Mark, I run Vancouver True Crime, and uh, I do a variety of stuff. I talk about like dark psychology. I'm interested in not so much in like the the blood and sensationalism of true crime. I'm more interested in the more like the mindset, the psychology, the the motivation or the intention, right? But that I, that seems like what I'm more interested in, and I also try to advocate for the families and work with the families as well too. So. And then, you know, also I like to talk about, uh, you know, kind of like a, a things that kind of affect our society, right? Like, you know, we're talking a little bit off air about the, just the uptick in violence in general, right? And you just, like almost every city has a similar phenomenon. Like I, uh, riding the SkyTrain, which is our subway here, has gotten pretty dangerous. Like people have been stabbed. It's just been multiple, like really vicious assaults. But but then when I'm on TikTok, I see pretty crazy stuff in New York too, on their subway. <laughs> you know what oh, I mean? And same yeah. in Toronto too. There's been some stabbings and uh, stuff as well. So this phenomena seems to be spreading, right? This uh, unhinged violence that we seem to in our city centers. Definitely. I, you know, I, I mean, I'm probably not going to get anywhere with this, but uh, I was actually like wondering about the subways and the trains and all that stuff. And like I, I recently had purchased some like ghost hunting equipment and I was like, I, I, I'm actually going to I might next week just jump on the train and take it into the subway. And I'm going to take my EMF and like my radiation meter. I'm going to see if there's like a because the third rail. I'm wondering right, if yeah. there's actually levels of EMF in the tunnels and if it's over a certain amount, it could be an ex reason why people get a little loony. I don't think it will be that high because I'm sure somebody would have tried mm -hmm. testing it already, but I, I am interested to see if there's like a, a level of EMF that could be causing people to act loopy in these fucking tunnels. Yeah, it could be a bunch of stuff, really. I think I think what it is, like for Vancouver, we have a pretty major drug crisis. And oh. you may not know this, but the government in Canada has made, has legalized, uh, well, I guess the word they use decriminalize, decriminalize, you know, of course it's, you know, you got to use the right terminology, right? <laughs> so you can carry uh, in BC, British Columbia, where a province I live in, 2.5 grams of Coke, meth, 
heroin, fentanyl, MDMA, basically any hard drug. And to me, that is insane. It, like for that amount, of, and that's a lot of drugs. That's a lot of drugs, especially especially a 2.5 grams of heroin uh, or fentanyl were 13 or what is it, 15 salt. That's probably like five bundles of dope right there. That's well, enough. think about this, right? Because I talked to a friend of mine uh, who also co-hosts me, is David. He's uh, was a very high-level trafficker, right? And he ran <laughs> on the downtown east side these buildings that facilitate drug dealing. He ran one of them. He this guy was pretty connected with some scary people. Sometimes I'm not kidding, Nick. These buildings, the type of money they made in a day, we're talking 100k, 50k, 20k on a slow day on a welfare Wednesday. A hundred thousand k in drug sales just off one building, and he ran it like an iron fist and stuff. And he was like saying, if they had these laws when he was running it, they would just have a bunch of runners with two point five grams on them. The cops cannot do anything; they can't confiscate it. And you know there is an overdose crisis in specifically BC. We had one one day. We had over two hundred fifty people overdose in one day. That's a that's a provincial record. And, but this, these are every single day. I think in the uh, the March of um, the month of March, over six hundred people. But these are the people that die. Seventy percent do recover if they get intervention from a pharma, uh, from a um, paramedic. So the the paramedics and frontline staff are literally doing hundreds of calls every single day because of this drug crisis. So there's a lot going on. It's a it's a it's like a perfect storm, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> well, even in uh, Toronto, because we're both mm. Canadian, me and mm. Mark, but like even in Toronto, we hear about so much crime in BC. Like mm. I'm scared to go to BC and I'm from like the busiest city in the country. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm like, I'm not going to Vancouver. <laughs> Are you crazy? Well, it's not safe because. <laughs> yeah, it really again, seems not safe. Honestly. No, not at all. Like, you know, most yeah. cities, no matter where you go, if you go somewhere with an attitude, you got a chip on your shoulder, you're loud, you're, you know, uh, you're going to get pissed someone off, right? Sure. You're going to escalate something into where what's happening now, it's this phenomenon of, of, uh, random attack so a woman yeah. walking she wakes up in the hospital because someone bashed her on the head or bear spraying people is walking into a restaurant bear spraying a really horrible one that happened a couple uh, about three weeks ago a guy on a sunday with his toddler asked i was guy, just gonna say that don't one. vape around my baby he gets stabbed to death and dies like Isn't I'm just that- saying, like it's stuff that never would think like Vancouver and this level of like third world almost violence, like they, like yeah. Honduras or something. Well, it's such a like a juxtaposition because when I think as like stereotypically of mm-hmm. Vancouver, I picture like the beautiful mountains. Sure. I picture yeah. girls in Lululemon, yeah. Starbucks, <laughs> yeah, uh, bikers and joggers, and then yeah. like crazy dope fiends like just strung out on the street like it's just both of those in existence it's nuts but i heard about the toddler um not the toddler being stabbed but the father yeah it's horrible in front of his child and i was like wow that's even whack for like toronto guys like and what what was the reason on a sunday and then two in the afternoon and like what i'm saying like these violent uh incidents are happening like you know in very public places buses you know on sky trains and and like during the afternoon during the day like in the evening not like you know three in the morning at some you know sketchy bar or something you know 
like they would be in the old days. Yeah. You know, like that's how it was in the old days. Okay, late at night, idiots drunk, things escalate, they got out of hand, right? Totally. Well, in Toronto, we're seeing that too. Also, like on the subway, it's more like random, random crime happening and a lot of knife crime. Yes, yeah. Like, because I guess it's legal to carry a knife. Like, you don't need a permit for that. Well, to some reason, I guess, right? And it, like, it's it's not legal to carry a knife in Canada if you have a purpose for it. Oh, I see. Yeah. What if your purpose is self defense? Yeah, <laughs> self defense is not because they can they can argue intention, right? Okay. Like, um, well, I'll, I'll give you an example of our system here, right? So I posted on my Instagram page. Now, you think there's certain crimes where it's so clear-cut, you just got to get this dude off the street, right? Yeah. So this six-year-old sketchy dude walks up to an elementary school in broad daylight and takes his pants off and starts exposing himself to children, right? Of course, cops get called. He gets arrested. Uh, they do this thing in BC. It's called catch and release, basically. And it's nothing to do with the cops. The cops hate it, actually. Yeah. It's the courts. Okay, you promise to come back and appear. So this guy, in his in his actual... So the court will give them conditions. So in his court conditions, it says, you must be wearing a pair of pants and apparel when you're out in public that covers your genitals. Like, he actually had to write that down to tell him. And then he doesn't show up for his court date. And then they send out a bulletin. Oh, he didn't show up for his court date. Surprise. And and this guy that exposing himself to children, but if he doesn't show up to his next one, then we'll write a bench warrant. But that gives you an idea, like how degraded the system. A guy that with a machete attacked a bunch of people uh, on Granville Street with a machete. They let him out on bail and then didn't show up for court. Oh my God! Like you know, if you if you attack people with machetes, you may not really care about court conditions. I'm just Whoa. saying, or a little yeah. far gone, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's like even saying. like so a hard weapon to hide right? too. I mean, Jesus. But that's what I'm saying. So people are frustrated because the cops can't really do anything because they'll arrest them. Of course, they'll arrest them. Uh, lock them up. They see a judge. Judge lets them out. There's a guy. I think his name. Oh, he. He. I posted about this guy so much because he's done so many crimes from like stalking women, pulling knives on um, security guards, arson. Uh, racist, crazy attacks on a, some poor Chinese woman. And, th- and they all make the news. And then they be, oh, but he's out on, you know, promise to appear, doesn't show up. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Same guy. That's crazy. Right? So we don't have that in Ontario, right? The catch and release? Not to the degree that we seem to have it in BC. I don't think any other province. And I, uh, I think... Um, I think in Canada in general, it's it, there's like judges have like you know discretion and stuff and like what i guess i guess this is how it works here uh generally speaking with with these types of crimes the cops arrest you you go in front of a judge and then um that depending on like uh how severe the severity of the crime but but then it's confusing too because sometimes you know there's murders and knifings and people being attacked and there's no bail system no electronic bracelets they're they're just shocked whoa they didn't show up well you know it's yeah. so so it wasn't much of an incentive like... to show up well i'm telling you if you okay if you wanted to be any sort of criminal i'm saying if you wanted to be like the most sophisticated entrepreneurial criminal like someone really high up on the drug 
trafficking trade, you know, the one, the more the business end, the, the, we're into laundering the money and you know what I mean? They're kind of a little bit removed from the actual, you know, mm-hmm. business, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Or if you want it to be this, like a, a street criminal, psychotic, or even the middle of the road one, there's no better place than BC. There really isn't because B, it's almost impossible to lock you up here. It's almost impossible to be locked up. It's crazy. Yeah. Wow. I think I remember you talking about that one other time. You're uh, on about how like loose it is over there. And I was very surprised. Yeah. And, and then, and, but the problem is, is that, you know, then you have this other, like the, the other image that you're talking about, the Lululemon Vancouver, the trendy Vancouver, yeah. the beautiful tennis whites, the golfing, the, how are those two going to coexist? Because the people that are into that kind of stuff don't want to be attacked by machetes and bear sprayed and, you know, wake up in the hospital or have their, you know, businesses ransacked or what, you know, you go on and on. Right. So it's like this delusion believing that you can have people that are crystal meth heads who have severe mental health issues and then are also homeless should be able to coexist with people that are in the market to buy a million dollar condo. And yeah, you know, maybe they'll get that second Range Rover, you know, but yeah, the it's insane. That's crazy. Something yeah. I, it's frustrating to watch too. Yes. Something I thought I noticed trending on um, for you that I noticed you were posting a lot. Um, you seem to have like uh, a lot of missing women. Yes. Yes. I remember like BC one other time we were a missing talking. person problem in general. There, there. We have twice the not like. Okay, so you have Ontario, a province of Ontario is about. 15 million people, give or take, the entire province. Yeah, it's so BC, I'm guessing, I'm going to say 4 million. Uh, Vancouver, 3, Vancouver Island, or maybe 5. Van- Vancouver, give or take, the whole metro Vancouver, 3. Um, island, a million, and then interior BC, another million, right? But we have twice the physical people missing than Ontario. With even the, such a drastic difference in population, we have twice as many people physically that go missing. Of course, um, Indigenous women are probably most represented. And But recently I've been posting about um, missing men that don't really fit this criteria. So the most least likely type of person to go missing is an, usually an athletic young male that's not involved in gangs or crime or any type of criminal activity. And there's been a, there was a weird spike, especially about 2007 through about 2010, where these young guys were going missing, like just out the pub with their friends. Oh, that's like, sounds like some smiley face killer shit right here. Yeah. Similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. So it was even the big spike here. And, and I was, uh, I did a show with a guy yesterday and we'll, I I haven't released it yet, but there's an example. There was a guy named, um, Oh, uh, last name was Keller. I can't remember. John Keller. Yes. And he was at a four by, he was at this four by four, um, kind of like a meetup. There was like a thousand bunch of four by fours. They meet. it's like this, uh, out in mission BC. It's kind of this flat area by a lake and they even build camp and bonfires and four by four trucks. His truck was found in a ditch, like still running the windshield wipers on his cell phone still in there. And the guy was a big guy too. He wasn't like some small little dude. He was like six, three, about 230 pounds, like jacked. He was like a construction worker. 
and he completely gone missing. Couldn't find him. They searched the area, search and rescue, uh, you know, dogs. One year later, they find his body floating in the, that lake that where they found it. A year later, perfectly intact. So, that, you know, that's a strange one, you know? What? Yeah. Yo, Whoa. that's straight up smiley face killer crapper. But there's a lot of these creepy kind of missing person cases in BC that they, you know, scratch your head. There's no rhyme or reason. They just disappear. And they remind me because I looked into that smiley face. They, the only thing that's different with the smiley face killers uh, through the ones in BC, the, the the boys or young men in BC, they just disappear. They're, that's the only one that's strange like that where they found him. But like a year later, you know, how did his body stay perfectly intact for a whole year in water too, right? That's impossible, right? So that's strange. Well, strange. maybe it didn't. Maybe it was killed later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Held, frozen somewhere, you know, stuck in a freezer, you know? That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. That's one thing, like, I will say. I think I might have said it the first time Mark came on, but, mm. um, like, as an Ontarian. Right. It, it's my observation. I've only been as far west in Canada as Edmonton. Right. That's as far as I've gone. But, mm-hmm. like, when I was in Edmonton, I was like, I can't believe the crime I'm hearing on, like, the 6 o'clock news. Right. It was, like, axes and machetes yeah. and headings. <laughs> and I was like, where am I? I, yeah. felt, I felt way less safe. Mm-hmm. walking downtown Edmonton at like 8 p.m. Oh, yeah. And I do at 2 a.m. in Toronto. Oh, I totally like, believe that. Yeah, it can be in the Wild West out here, definitely. Like the climate it's, it's just the drugs, like, though. It's yeah. the drugs. It's the, there's a lot of, in a lot of the Western Canadian cities, there's a lot of um, uh, street drugs. There's a high population of crack and meth and, of course, now fentanyl, right? Yeah. Which is, and it seems to be expanding, right, too. Yes. Well, I think too, like you were saying, when you're giving stats about BC's population, Mm -hmm. like I don't think people understand like how large the land mass. Yeah, BC's a map of province. Yeah, humongous. And then like you're saying, like in interior BC, there's only a million people. Yeah, spread out. Like in that whole area, like you, there's a lot of places you could hide bad shit. Oh God! Like you know, when I'm working on this uh, Highway of Tears uh, series, I've been writing, and and I'm starting from the beginning, from the '60s and '70s of how it got the name, the Highway of Tears, and that's what I mean. Like, like I've actually been up in that area. Like uh, the the big city up north would be Prince George, and Prince George would maybe be a hundred thousand people, but it'd be a big city for that area. But but it's like an industrial city. It's like it's uh, you know uh, wood mills and pulp mills and you know uh, uh, you know so there's a lot of like uh, uh, men who work that come and go, truck drivers, tradesmen, things like that. So there's it has a high uh, transient population of you know workers coming and going, and then there's a lot of like logging roads and service roads, and um, so there's this. Um, the labyrinth of wilderness of these off roads. So I feel there's probably so many that they haven't been found. Yeah. You know? It's so just like he said, there's a million and one places literally to hide a body. And when you go up there, it's beautiful. It's mountainy, but it's this, it's extremely isolated. Like, extremely. Yeah, like Canada's huge. There's so yeah. a lot of empty space here. Like mm-hmm. with not a lot of people. Well, there's even right. a lot of spots in the United States that you can still Sure. Dumping tons yeah. of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Making shit disappear. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I just found that the nature of the crimes differ the further mm-hmm. west you go. I guess the further isolated 
maybe that's the difference. And you know what, too, and this is probably not very politically correct to say, but one of the issues in Vancouver, it's kind of like the last stop, right? So we get kind of like the dredge of the rest of Canada, the drifters, and because it's kind of like the last way. Plus, too, oh, there's going to be drugs out there. It doesn't snow as much. And (laughs) yeah, they have like this paradise. It's going to be, you know, especially there for a, a long time. I don't see it as much. But when I lived downtown, we used to get, like, every summer, we'd get this massive uh, homeless French-Canadian population. And they would come by riding the rail car trains. Wow. And and they looked rough, like, you know, yeah. literally clothing, like, literally, like, stitched together. And, you know, like, I've actually, I swear to God, I've seen some that look like they're wearing, like, like wearing sacks. You know what I mean? Like, their clothes, it looks all handmade. Almost like something like they're, they all, like, handmade clothes, like, barely, um, and, uh, you know, barely uh, staying on it together. Yeah. And that's what they thought oh there'd be drugs and you could sleep on the beach and you know just everyone is in vancouver's hands out crack like a you know like a greeting right like hi handshake here you have you had your crack today you know so they 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 come here with those ideas that they know everyone's liberal about drugs you could and then the worst part is when they do get here there's all these ngos that make money by literally giving them free drugs and pipes and you know needle exchange i get the needle exchange because it prevents the, the spread of disease but the free drugs like seriously giving people cocaine meth and uh, heroin for free yes probably not a good idea and do you think that's going to advertise? Like, you know, hey, guess what they are doing over here, guys? <laughs> yeah, attra- attracting a certain crowd, right? Yes. Yeah. I interviewed a guy named Jerry who started a drug dash business. So on his website, I haven't gone on it in a bit, but on the last time I went on it, I'm not kidding. You could go to his website and you could order an eight ball to your door. And he had everything on the thing and his argument and he wants to actually open a physical location where you can go in, buy coke, heroin, meth, but he'll guarantee that it's not laced with fentanyl and his argument, and he's going to make this constitutional argument. So if the government did decriminalize drugs, right? Therefore, they're responsible of providing safe drugs then. You know what I mean? Like if they said that, if, you, if, if they say it's okay to drink, you know, before it was prohibition, but people were still making bathtub gin, right? The government would step in. No, we got to regulate it. We can't have, you know, bad hooch going around blinding people. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of like, that's his argument though. That's wow. his argument. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, interesting. He, I, I think it's totally Where is insane. It? Here, yeah. Here, that's yeah. Like, I, that's like in high school, we used to have dial a bottle. Now they'll just be I, all all the uh, the high school kids will be having house parties and doing drug dash. Oh. Well, think day. about this though, right? Like it's again, like it's like he may be cool because he doesn't want, you know, his, his yeah. you know, intentions is to provide safe drugs and one of the other issues that i agree with him one of the big issues especially in the downtown east side of vancouver there's these scumbag um drug dealer predators 
and they target vulnerable women that are that are addicted to drugs and these guys are like super creeps right so the thing is, is at least these women can buy their drugs from him because he's not you know he's not going to be a creep right and mm. maybe can save their life that way right but the thing is is that when people see people making massive amount of money selling drugs which they will there's going to be a lot of scary people that who are already in on it and that want to get on it. So there's going to be this, in my opinion, this almost this drug gold rush of of different crews, gangsters, idiots. I wonder if that will cause more crime. Oh, it's going to cause massive crime. For sure. Because it's a small pond, right? It's a small pond, but you're going to have a lot of people coming here thinking they're going to get a piece of the action, right? No, it's it's kind of. I think this summer is going to be hyper violent. Last summer was, but I think this summer is going to be even scarier. Yeah, <sighs> don't do drugs, kids. <laughs> I I hate to uh, I hate to go backwards though, but I do I do want to ask if you happen to remember any other specific cases with uh, like the younger men going missing, like either ending up in water or from like a bar or a club. Um, a lot go missing. Uh, okay, so there was a there was a big. A rash of them, and a lot of them were going missing uh, after like pubs. His like two blocks from his from where um, he lived, but it was at his grandparents. His grandparents lived in a like a kind of like a, a senior complex, and they found his car at the senior complex, but like no trace of him. And literally, like, hey, I'm going to be home in about five minutes. Da 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 da. You know pop in the car like literally a five minute drive cars found at the grandparents house which is kind of on was kind of on route but still kind of a strange place for the car and i think the door was open and there was no sign of struggle um did they ever find him or he just disappeared no nothing just uh, without a trace yeah there's been a few that and there's been some exchange students too that have gone missing under strange circumstances and then there these are the two weird ones there was these two kids both 17 years old 17. and they were both last seen going to their own bedroom and when their mom went to wake them up the next morning their beds weren't made and they were gone without a trace and but nothing they didn't take anything one kid uh, they believed, well, they, he started getting these weird texts. The kid was uh, East Indian and, and they were saying, Oh, the, the, the girlfriend of this kid was getting uh Oh, he met another woman. He's in India. Right. But he didn't take his t- passport, nothing. Right. Didn't take money bank. He had glasses. And then, uh, but not that far away and almost like the t- next town over around, but in the same year mark, another kid, uh, kind of like a minor little argument with his dad. His dad grounded him for like some bad grades, like minor stuff, but it wasn't like the end of the world. And they were going to go watch a movie together. He decided he didn't want to watch the movie. He just wanted to go to his bed. Same thing. Next morning, he's gone without a trace. And then, and then the weird thing was they also said the bed wasn't made in. So it's almost like they were lured or something. I don't know. It's just, it's, but again, no trace, heavy searches, you know, um, yeah, and and over and over the years, no one has ever come forward either. Wow. Yeah, so that, that, those two are strange. What's your idea with the smiley face killers? In your opinion, do you do you believe in something like? Something I think there's something that? there. Um, I think there's some people that try to lump in too many other cases into it. Oh, you know what I mean, and and 
And, uh, I, you know, again, like most conspiracy stuff on the internet, there's the people that kind of try to stick with the facts and try to understand. And then there's people that just try to, you know, they want to really, uh, make everything under the same. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think there's something there. Um, do you think it could be like, just like, I often wonder, could it be like, uh, a thing that multiple different groups might be doing. It's not not like all of them are connected, but maybe it's kind of like... Well, I, I think I explained it once like this. I was talking about it. It's sort of like, you know, these disgusting... When you hear about these, you know, the Jeffrey Epstein, these other Peter Nagards, uh, these pedophile rings. There's usually people involved. They have their secret little numbers, and, you know, they have their codes and blah, 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 right? And there's going to be people that maybe they're not into kids, but they're into, let's say, blonde hair, blue-eyed, athletic young men or something, right? Maybe they hook up together. Maybe that, you know what I mean? Like, like when you go on the dark web and uh, these kind of creepy message boards, there's almost like a place for everyone, you know, if that makes sense. Like, like I, 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 like, like, uh, I'll give you an example. Like, well, one good point like, I think to make real quick hmm. is that, like, I do think some of them probably do get caught that way and if the person is is kind of like on the the dark web in some yeah. weird unknown fetish weird chat odds yeah. are the people around him aren't going to know about it really because yeah. if he's that you know trying to hide who he is in that little click i'm sure you know so when people are like oh no that wasn't him well how do you know you know you never yeah. do know you know but sorry to interrupt but no 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 totally um I was taking, uh, this is like back in the early 2000s, and um, I was taking uh, some IT courses and stuff like that. And I had a roommate that was also taking, you know, similar courses as me. And one night we got drunk, and I guess because he was drunk, he got very comfortable with me. And he pulls out his computer, and he starts showing me these uh, form boards that he goes on. And this is like early in the internet where there's not streaming yet. It's just pictures mostly and stuff like that. And he's showing me stuff that's just like it just my blood just instantly went cold, like just horrific, like chicks being beat up and like just really over the top, like kind of really. Violent. And I was just like, holy shit. And I lived there with my girlfriend. Right. So I was like, oh, great. We got this creep in our house. Right. And so anyways, um, yeah, I was pretty disturbed by that. And then he told me, he started, he started talking to me. And I just—I didn't say a word. I just wanted to hear everything he had to say. But I was just talk, list talk, standing, watching him. And he's all like, oh, he's all animated. He goes, yeah, they have all these message boards. And they have, like, places of which countries you can go and rape chicks. And where the jobs, like, well, I mean, I mean, where, I mean the, where the court systems are really fucked up. So you'll be able to get away with it. And, like, it was all, like, this breakdown of all the stuff, like, places you can go and abuse women and stuff. And I'm thinking, like, this was so long ago. So imagine if they were organized, these kind of creeps were organized. So anyways, make a long story short, I kicked him out of the house. I told him if he didn't move out in a week, I'd break his leg because I didn't want him around my girlfriend because he legitimately creeped me out. Like, he really did. Like he, uh -huh. Those pictures were, like, nothing I've ever seen before. Yo, you know, you mentioned that thing with, like, even different countries. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, even just from... I guess I was kind of, like, I guess naive to the fact that there are, like, tons of countries out there with much lower ages mm -hmm. uh, than the United States for sex and stuff. And uh, I had just, you know, really getting big into digging into certain secret societies... I have noticed just like with other countries that they may associate with or end up having lodges in. I just, yeah. from being nosy, happen to run and like, wow. there is, you know, I do believe that there is, uh, people do play that game where they know that countries 
at different laws, different ages. Oh, absolutely. The sex tourism, like people that go to Cambodia or, you know, I guess part of, I don't know if Vietnam was before, but places like that, like Vietnam and Cambodia, <laughs> Thailand, Laos, you know what I mean? Like there's basically just bribe the cops. You can do whatever you want, right? I think I think they've they've definitely have cracked down now because they're in Canada. There was a guy. Oh, I don't even like talking about this guy. He's like one of those ones where, and again, he's out of prison. He's out. He's out. This is the thing. He's out. His name was Don Baker. So imagine right after the the Picton atrocity, like everyone's just scarred from Picton, right? The news cycle, all the crazy things that this guy was doing. So right after that happened, they found this other monster. His name was Don Baker, and there's this park. It's called Crabtree Park. It's in the downtown east side. And and at a lunch hour, these guys, these construction workers, hear a woman screaming like like bloody murder. And they go and they go and they find, see this woman in a bush. And there was a guy with a videotape, and he was kicking her, and you know, in a private area. And she's screaming. So, of course, they, they call the cops, stuff like that. The cops come. The guy had a whole bunch of videotapes in his car. And then they went to his house. They ripped the, the drywall out of his on one of in his living room. It was all tapes. And he would, used to go to Cambodia and Thailand and those kind of places. Mm-hmm. And he was doing like vicious abuse of stuff to nine-year-old girls. So they went, the RCMP went to there. They actually found the kids. And they charged him. He was one of the first people, I think, in Canada to be charged for a sexual offense in another country, and especially, I think, to, to underage minors. And make a long story short, I think he got a 10-year bit, and he's out. Parole. He's on a dangerous offender. Because in Canada, you could be labeled a dangerous offender, which will be locked up for life. I think this guy qualifies as a dangerous offender because... The videotapes, what he was doing to these women on the downtown east side, were just, it's almost unspeakable. Like, it's almost, you can't even talk about it, what he was doing. And, and that's what I'm saying, and he's out. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but it's more like gallows humor, you know? Yeah, that's like very ironic in a disturbing way. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you even oh have goodness. to wonder if, like, those people get a pass or some shit. You know, or like yeah. you know, it was something yeah. that you know. Okay, wait. So I was I was at a friend of a friend's house mm-hmm. on Friday. The lady whose house I was at is a very prominent lawyer in Toronto right. area. Mm-hmm. She told me that yes, that's true. What you just said, and why that a lot of sexual crimes and criminals mm-hmm. yeah. get a pass because the judges are into fucked up shit. Wow. She wow. said that's absolutely true, and she didn't wow. understand why for years in wow. her career she's wow. been a she's been a crown, so she's been like, yeah. um, you know, for the crown prosecutor, uh, yeah, as yeah, a crown prosecutor yeah. and the defense attorney. She's been both. Wow. And she can say with certainty mm-hmm. that yes, that's absolutely true. That a lot of judges are into messed up sexual stuff, Probably and that's why you. they give like the sexual predators a pass because they have a bias or they're yeah. involved and they know them. There was a guy, and okay, so this is like the early days of the internet, right? When it was all blogs, and you know, you when you're researching conspiracy stuff, you had to go down these crazy blogs that were like, oh, they almost make you almost hurt your eyes, like that, right? You know, yeah, it's like shitty small font, yeah, shitty font and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And and there was a guy, he used to rant on, and he'd have these great big epic, and and he couldn't understand that this guy was this crazy or there's something, but he was very detailed. 
And there was a thing called the, there's a, a very high end club in Vancouver, like really like over all the, uh, it's like, it takes you like a, you have to be on a waiting list for like 10 years and it's like a hundred thousand bucks or more. It's called the Vancouver club. And it's a lot of those judges and lawyers that belong to this club. And this guy kept making all these crazy allegations against they're all at the Vancouver club. And he said in, in this blog, he said that uh, there was a bunch of judges and lawyers that were abusing underage kids from the from the reserve, the Squamish Reserve, which was uh, in North Vancouver. Yeah. And they said that some of the natives were in on it because they were making money off it, like some of the, the, the scumbags were selling the kids. And he was making all the allegations, and they said they kept locking them up in the, uh, the psych ward as punishment, like how to deal with them, gag them, put them in the... He, he goes, I've been gagged so many times. But, okay, this is where it gets weird, right? So there was a show in Vancouver called Da Vinci's Inquest. Mm-hmm. And da Vinci's Inquest would take real storylines. I remember that show. And integrate them like they did a thing on the Boozing Barber. And the Boozing Barber was this scumbag in the downtown east side that was murdering women with booze. He would just force them to drink a lot. And so when they would die, oh, I guess it an accident. They drank to it. And he'd also pick women that have histories of alcoholism. So he got away with it for like 10 plus years. Oh yeah, he was perfect. Plus he knew how to use a legal system. The guy was apparently good at the stock market. So he made a lot of money and he spent, made all his money on the stock market and bought a barbershop and he just abused women um, constantly. These women that were alcoholic and they, something like he said he would pursue something like 200 and, 50 women a year like that's what a psycho he was so anyways they did a big thing about him but then in the same series they started talking about this pedophilia ring that took place at this upscale club and you know what i try to find those episodes recently i couldn't find them they are scrubbed from the internet wow it was a long it was like a whole like it was like a thing like a five-part series but that's what it was it was like these prom and they in this show they said they were prominent developers and they all belonged to this really upscale uh, club and they were targeting with a, this pedophilia ring. And it was just very mirrored to what that guy was granting about in the, in the blog. So yeah, nothing surprises me. <laughs> yeah. I, I just like, it seems almost like a, uh, I think I even mentioned it. Like when I, the last true crime thing I covered myself at Joe Metheny, I mean, that's a little different story but like you can get like you know john wayne gacy i think he's a perfect example he went into jail had a he got a decent amount of time but somehow why he was in there i think he had a golf course installed for the jail Oh wow! and then like left after like two years and then was able to do the other crimes that he had a lot of political connections too yeah and like he also had through you know these separate you know these degrees of connection there was somebody that worked for him that also was connected to a a pedophilia uh, dude who was like running this pedophilia ring down like in texas and like the same thing with him he had got popped once got out on bail and they Mm -hmm. and the cops the cops on the case even say if you were to have seen the names that he had in his rolodex it's wow. like he was almost like um you remember back in the day when our parents like they might have had like uh, recipes like on those little cards oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they had like yeah. those things with like names yeah. and the customers every, every the they were like people. they were like you you would you you lo- you lose it if you actually knew who was on wow. there like so like black <laughs> he he gets no bail skips gets popped again and then when right. he's in supposedly 
this is the story, and I find this like a little mm. questionable because right. you, know, you know I'll say from my experience, uh, this guy when he went into jail, he supposedly then was still running like his his ring from like printing out the pamphlets and sending it from jail. Wow. Now I, I do believe that might be possible, but from my experience in federal prison, yeah, um, I can see being able to print those up. But to actually um, mail tons and tons of mail out, unless you got everybody going yeah, and send it, you know, they're, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? So, so neither s- somebody was involved in there or he was sending one out and somebody yeah. else was making them and sending them everywhere else. Wow. I don't, I don't buy that that actually, like, it sounds like a funny, like, tale to tell with some, right. like, it just, to me, I don't. Something's fishy with that. But again, what I was getting at is that like he was connected to that guy who was like, yeah, he yeah, got no, out, was no bail, then got arrested, did hardly any time too. It was just like, you know, you, you get see these, that a lot. You yeah. see that a lot. Like, like for example, like almost all, like all the really prolific serial killers in BC, like Clifford Olson, he got this sweetheart deal where he got paid to tell where the bodies were. I'm not even joking. Got a hundred grand to tell where all the bodies are. I think $110,000, 10 grand per kid. And, and then it's like you were saying in jail, he had all these privileges you're you're only who's purportedly only allowed to use a phone for his lawyer or something like that and had to be scheduled he was always on the phone talking to journalists in his cell you know using the phone whenever he wanted and he would mail stuff all the time and he would sell like you know his signature to like morbid uh, serial killer like make money off that but the worst part is he would mail the victim's family's disgusting letters on the anniversaries of the kids of their kids death describing in great detail what he did while the taxpayer are paying for his stamps and stuff so yeah it it, it, nothing surprises me and and these monsters seem to always get special privileges and they seem to have a so many chances before they get ultimately locked up too You, you see that pattern quite a bit so yeah there's something sketchy absolutely even with like military connections, have you ever noticed yeah. that with some of the stuff over by you? Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer had military yeah. connections. Yeah, almost like everyone, like quite a few of them. Yeah, yeah. There's mm-hmm. a, uh, did you ever look, look into the Dave McGowan's work? Some of it, yes. Yeah, he talks a lot about that, and he talks a lot about how lo- he believes also that these serial killers were also part of a network as well. He believes that there was some kind of, and it would kind of make sense because it's like if you're like. You know, you're into running like hitmen and stuff like that. You're gonna have a group of people that are able to kill on demand, right? And some of these hitmen probably could be serial killers when they're not being paid to kill. Like if you kill for fun, gee, I'll do it for money too, right? You know? I have often wondered that too. Like Yeah. Or like MK Ultra gone wrong in a sense. Yeah, that too. Or that what's that guy? His name was Israel Keys or something like that. Do you hear about him? Yeah, just recently in Alaska. I, I was looking for people to cover for military too. I heard about him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think he was like in special ops and stuff. I think he like because he did really insane crimes. Like he would bury kill kits two, three years ahead of where his victims were. Yeah, he did meticulously planning. And they think that he might have killed some of the women in the Highway of Tears because he lives in Alaska, so they think he could have had, you know, had some to do with some of them. And he would travel from Washington State 
to Alaska and you have to go through BC, right? So he does, yeah. I don't know. Too many monsters out there. Yeah. I wonder what the military thing, if it's just something to do with PTSD or like you're saying. Or MKUltra or just yeah. flying your brains on experiments or whatever. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's yeah. wild. Yeah. Specu- lots to speculate on there. No kidding. No kidding. That's wild. What's uh, any of the other uh, recent cases that you've come across that you thought, like, what's your attention? Um, let's see. Oh, God. There's, like, as I said, like, okay, when I first, just to give a re- answer, when I first started this about three years ago, right, I built up all this research and, you know, cold cases, things like that. And I'd write, I'd written podcasts that I haven't put out yet because, the news cycle would start jumping ahead of the queue, so to speak, right? Oh, I better do stuff there because so much of this is going on or be a whole rash of like missing indigenous women. The first time I spoke with you, that's when all that stuff was going on. There was mm-hmm. like four, I think about six indigenous women that went missing from Metro Vancouver around that. They don't seem right now. There's not a spike of them, but you know, I'm sure there will be again. But just, you know, these things seem to come in cycles. But that, that there's an example, right? So then my priority went to shifting that. Now it's so nuts, I can't even keep up with it. Like, for example, uh, a, a dead baby was found in Victoria, and they're worried about the mother. So they think this woman just, um, maybe she was homeless or what. She just had a baby on a subway parking lot, and the baby died, and they have no idea where she is. Like, you know, this is something that, I don't think I've ever seen reported before, but ne- but now I see something that's like you're, you don't even react to it, mm. you know. And then then last week was all these stabbings on the the transit, you know. So you almost yeah. kind of got like I for me a little bit. I'm like I almost feel like I'm becoming numb almost, you know. Like didn't we cover very- some weird stabbing shit like six months ago? Uh, you there was a bunch of machete stuff that was seemed to be machetes and hatchets were all the fashion in Vancouver back then. It's the West now style it's just, crime. Now it's knives, guns, uh, not so much. Yeah, there hasn't been a lot of gangs. Yeah, there was stuff, something where it was like a bunch of chicks, I think, stabbed some dude up, but that might have been over in the United Kingdom. No, that was Toronto. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. Yeah, there was, was a group horrible. of young young girls, remember? And then they meet on the internet, and that's what their intention was? Yeah, yeah I wonder what ever like happened with that. people. Oh. I don't know. I never heard anything about it after. Because yeah. that was so bizarre. Because, like, I think yeah. some of them, like, but the, the, it's like, I don't know. Like, some of them, I don't think they totally uh, connected with the, the internet. So, like, that seemed weird, too. Yeah, that was a strange one because it's a bunch of girls. I don't know if they have a criminal history or not, but they all decide, hey, we're going to go kill a homeless man today. Cool. Yeah. And no one thought, like, hey, this is a bad idea. Like, So that's a question, though, but there's a question there, right? It's like, you know, before, if someone was able just to go and kill someone randomly without being angry, we'd call that person a psychopath, right? So now it's like we have like this collective psychosis that just seems to be under the surface for, and it's scary for a very young population, you know, like these, I mean, young, they're like, they're like 13 to like 22. It seems to be the most violent age group now. Yeah. It's concerning to say yeah. the least, yeah. right? Yeah. Maybe you they know, call them Generation Z for a reason. Yeah, no kidding. Z's dead. Dead's dead, yeah. maybe. Is that from uh, Pulp Fiction? Uh, yeah, something. Something I actually want to ask you, and I, uh, <clears throat> and because I know how you know you've been doing this for a while, and I'm pretty sure 
um, you might uh, see it as well. But in mm-hmm. your opinion, have you seen? And I've you know I've heard other even harsh on harsh reality. He has mentioned it mm-hmm. too, and it's something I uh, I do think is like almost trending. Um, it almost seems like these people are getting almost like kind of glamorized or idolized too, with with well, serial killers and stuff. Like even with the like, I know we talked about the mm-hmm. Idaho Four, but like people are yeah. almost starting to put that guy like up, like you know Bundy, with like the weird worshiping. That's There's always been, I guess, this fascination to you know, or, or I call it morbid. I would say morbid curiosity, right? There's a little bit of that, but we also too though we live in a, I think we live uh, in a society where it's all about shock value. Like, do you remember when you were kids, right? And they would have like, what was that show? It was. Uh, Oh, he was an asshole. I forgot the name of the show, but he had a big ashtray and he was just super offensive. But that was the show, right? It was like, almost oh, see how offensive he could be. It was like, it was called the Morty Downey Jr. show. Or he was oh. like this fucking prick, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And he would always have the cigarettes and he would get people all riled up and stuff. And, and then, you know, Gary Springer died recently. The same thing again, it's shock and awe, right? We'll watch, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you know, people have always liked like, you know, back in the day, the freak circuses and stuff like that. So there's this element of like, and even reality TV to some degree, right? And then you go on TikTok and stuff, it's all getting views and stuff. And these these crazy kids, right? This is the difference between when we were teenagers and they were, we were teenagers, we were uh, a thousand times more smart because we didn't get caught for anything. And we had a million and one excuses to wiggle out. And and, um, these idiot kids, They'll film themselves doing it. They'll post themselves doing it, and they'll bust themselves doing it. And something like that—that's that, like violent, like bear spraying, stabbing, things like that. They're 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 dumb. They don't understand that. Not everyone's gonna think that's cool and give you a like. You're gonna actually, you know, you're gonna, or you're gonna meet someone who's really pissed off that you did that to their kid. You know, and and you know, you know, maybe they're gonna they have a different way of resolving it, right? Wasn't there a case that just recently closed that, like, I think there was, like, footage of the girls, like, basically beating the other girl that turned up dead, and they were like, no, they're innocent. I know I heard something Um, about it. I know, like, I saw it on on Harsh Reality because he was like, I just can't believe this case. I've seen so many horrible swarming ones, and people send them to me, and they're, oh, yeah, they're awful. Like, they're just something out of, like, Lord of the Flies. Like, just something depraved. You know, just like oh my god, like and then and then when I see like and they all dress the same. This they they all look like hundred pound skinny ninjas in track suits with uh, with a man purse, and they carry their bear spray in their man purse. And then when I see them on the street, I just like I just like you know just make sure they feel me right. Like and and we had I had this weird incident. I was at the park with my kids. And it's summertime, right? Like 30 degree weather, like pretty hot, like 90 in your temperature. So hot, right? Yeah. These hundred pound ninjas show up at the park. And yeah. and they, you know, they're just kind of the way they are. They're stalking, you know what I mean? Like you just you feel their intention is not good. I'm with my little kids and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And and yeah, it was very unsettling. I'm like, oh great, I have to carry I have to carry pepper spray when I go to the park, you know? They got and, <laughs> but they seem to have gone away, which is good. But the, but that was a thing. Everyone was talking like, where are these kids coming from? All menacing, right? And and but some of them were causing shit. Like they were bear spraying. They they stabbed some guy at a gas station who was like forty year old, a father, you know, over some bullshit too, right? So yeah, the hyper violence of them is is concerning, right? 
and and they don't understand like like i like like i know it's gonna sound crazy but i'm just saying oh if if someone bear sprayed me and my kids i would shoot them in the face with a flare gun you know what i mean it's like (laughs) you know fuck you you're gonna do that like you know what i mean and it's like like they have no idea like when you do violence on someone what someone else is capable of someone might be capable a lot more than you and, and they're just keeping it all in the cage right and but they're too young to understand that right that's why most people who do know how to fight don't go and pick fights because they understand what violence is right and not these boneheads <laughs> no, I, I just i know my for myself i thought i've uh kind of come across a lot of like glamorizing and i do just think like even like you were saying it seems like the violence is just getting worse younger well they share there's like an uptick of violence like snapchat what's the other one uh tele not telegram um, snapchat yeah there's snapchat there's one called uh i think called telegram or something yes mm-hmm. and and they share all their stuff there and then people will find it and then they'll uh, on that and then they'll share it on like tiktok and instagram but yeah i've seen stuff that's just like so not cool like there's one where it just pissed me off was this old guy. He looks like a bit of a dork, but he's like harmless, right? He's like this seven-year-old man on his bike and he has a stupid helmet on and he goes into the elevator because he's on the sky train. So he's taking the elevator down from the platform and he's holding the door open. And then of course there's the hundred pound ninjas there at the door. He's trying to hold the door open. Oh, are you guys coming in? And they wait for the door just to, uh, close and they go with a big canister of bear spray and they blast him in the face with it and you could hear him screaming in pain and I'm just thinking God if I was there and I saw that yeah oh God you know just you know his poor and his old man scream and the thing with bear spray it's mixed with an oil to really attach itself to the bear fur and so even after you wash it off people same like for 10 hours later because it gets right under the skin. So for like 10 hours, you're in like this most excruciating pain. So, wow. yeah. And they're, they're considering not letting kids buy it now. They're considering it now. Oh, with the government here. Oh, yeah, we're, we're going to make, we're thinking we'll make it a rule that if you're 18, maybe you shouldn't be allowed to buy bear spray. In the <laughs> city of Vancouver, there's no fucking bears. Yeah, wow. you might see some sometimes, like you know, a black bear that comes from like North Vancouver, but there's not a, a large bear population in the mountains in the suburbs. Yes, but there's no reason to sell bear spray in the city limits, especially with all this stuff going on, right? That's wild. Yeah. Wow. Well, see, another thing you never, never hear city. about in Toronto, I don't think. Yeah, bear spray wouldn't be a common uh, a common object to grab on your way out to do some crime i don't know well it is a, a very effective weapon i can tell you because again if if you have a 1200 pound you know brown bear or a grizzly wanting to eat you and yeah. you, all you have is this spray oh you better wish it works and, and usually because it, it could shoot out for like up to 18 to 20 feet but then it's like a it's like a it's like a canister like almost looks like a fire extinguisher so it's not like like a, a pepper spray where it's in your right. hand it's like a it's like a some of them are like the size of this oh, wow so imagine like you know and i've seen it where like uh swarmings and and these asshole kids excuse my language will bear will bear spray like a girl in the face while all the guys and so like i swear to god like i said i can't emphasize this if they do this to my daughter kids i mean yeah 
I'll beat your dad with brass knuckles in front of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like seriously, like, you know what I mean? Like, they, like, it just like, when you see them, you're just like, Oh my God. Like, like you can't believe it. And then they'll make her kiss my shoe and all this. Like, like I said, it's out of Lord of the flies. Wow. Wow. That is wild. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? Well, like you're saying, Mark, it goes back to like desensitizing the population, right? Like, yeah. I think we could see that in our lifetime, you know, mm-hmm. from programming on TV, video games, movies from when we were what small, yes, to now is completely different. Yeah, people, people let their kids watch the most messed up stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we were at a friend's house the other day, and the kids were downstairs doing God knows what. My younger son, who's eight, comes upstairs and says, Mommy, mommy, uh, mm-hmm. I saw a YouTube video where this guy got shot. And I said, What? Wow. He's like, Yeah, they were dressed as Sonic characters, oh but like God. it was, but it was real life. Let's see how he oh. described it to me. So it's not a cartoon. Right. He says, They were dressed up as Sonic characters and, and Sonic shot tails. Wow. And I was like, What are you talking about? The other parents, yeah. not, not even listening. Yeah. This, in one ear, like kids see the most messed up stuff from super young that we did not have access to. Yeah, I know. I agree totally. Like, yeah. you know, like my stepson, who's like 22, Call of Duty, full blast, you know, on a massive 60 inch screen. Bah, 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 bah. I'm like here for like going on for like 10 hours, you know, all, yeah. you know, hyped up on Red Bulls and Cokes and stuff. Like, 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 yeah, this is good for your brain, right? Mm-hmm not at all yeah but from so so young like my son is eight Mm -hmm. and it's like really that's why you guys my daughter's eight my son's six okay oh my i have an 11 year old also Mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's wild like kids at school they watch stranger things that's huge with like my older son's age group i'm like sorry stranger things is terribly appropriate for me yeah let alone like mine would probably be too scared for that what the fuck are you guys letting your kid then one mom was close she's like yeah they watch it with me i was like what are you talking about so like that's the thing right like the the desensitization again that's like yeah like and then like we're saying like the kids like compared to what they're what we watch we watch some but at the same time i watched some pretty effed up stuff as a kid too like friday the 13th you know freddy krueger but i feel like it's different because it's it was you could tell it was a movie. Yeah, like, yeah, that yeah. Is, yeah. You know, whereas yeah. like this, like random YouTube footage, it it looks very. Yeah, real. we didn't watch like gore of the someone's head being blasted on a sidewalk, or you know what I mean. No. It was like yeah, and it was a context of Hollywood, right? Like even yeah. though it was pretty gory, and uh, but still, yeah. But I think that's what it is. And maybe they're desensitized. And I think also the pandemic and the lockdown, that's what the experts are saying, right? Why these kids are hyper-violent is because they don't have an attachment to society. They've been locked down and the pandemic was messed up. It messed people up. And, you know, I, even myself, I feel like, I don't even know even really how to describe it. Like you went through something, you don't really quite how to, you know, explain it and the, how weird things got with, you know, the Karens losing their self in public because someone doesn't have a mask on or, yeah, I've seen some crazy stuff. Like people really go, you know, or you're not vaccinated, like become like the vaccination Nazis. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I understand how people end up in the gas, uh, these, uh, you know, these uh, gas chamber death camps now, you know, it's like, Oh, we're going to start, you know, rounding up people that don't get vaccinations and we have these wonderful camps for them. They're going to move them by train, right? You know, like, 
and they can wear nice armbands and that say non-vaccinated, right? Yeah. You know? Because yeah. that's how it felt like people were like that crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. I've kept, I keep hearing about incidents where uh, when patients are unconscious in the hospital, they are oh, stabbing. Wow. Yeah, in Ontario right now. Multiple, wow. multiple cases, yeah. Wow. It's a thing. And I have family and friends that are scared to go for procedures yeah. because they're right. worried that that's going to happen to them because on, you know, your medical forms, they're probably going to ask you. Yeah. If you are or are not against, wow. you know, the C. You know what's, you know what's, yeah, what's so crazy. weird? And I was even going to bring this <laughs> up, it, it, you know, especially for New York, but like, yeah, it's pretty much not even existent here anymore. And there's, there's only like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to be, That's this good. sounds crazy, but like, I could even go out somewhere. I can go food shopping. There'll be like those one or two idiots always. But like, yeah. literally, it, it, nobody. It's it's almost as if like, oh, yeah. But... Everyone's just over it. Yeah. I was I like, oh, we're just ignoring. We got, got, we got, you know, we got hat. We're going to go. Like, because I used to have to drop my kids off and pick them up at the elementary school, right? And then you'd have to go drop them off. And then all the parents are masked and all looking all freaked out at you and stuff like that. And yeah, it was weird. And there was like one guy, he I called him the last man standing. No one was wearing masks anymore. And he had some custom made one that his wife made, but it looked like a giant fucking diaper on his head. And he's, and he's like, I just like, God, he looks stupid back then. I, I didn't say that, but every time I look at him, like, what self-respecting man would wear a diaper over his face? <laughs> you know? Yeah. God. Yeah, it was just funny, right? And then there's, um, but yeah, some people, like, I remember, like, when you, when it was at the peak here, it's just like, I remember bumping into someone, it's like, you hear them hyper Yo, you could, like, feel the anxiety and, going into a supermarket. Yeah. yeah, or my favorite one, when he knew the mom was a nurse, and then the we went for Chinese food takeout once, so I'm going... And there's this mom that's obvious, a nurse, scrubs, masks, gloves, everything. And she has her whole kids all in, you know, <laughs> hairnet, the, the mask, the gloves. And the second they walk out the door, rip it all off, throw it in the parking lot. And I'm like, you assholes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. No, it's to, it's to the point, like, in Toronto area, there's quite a few people who still wear them. I mean, I'd say most don't. But in like today, you gotta wear a mask. That's it. When I had to go see someone in the, who was getting a, a, a some medical procedure, you have, you have to wear a mask in the hospital. And that's same it. here, but I think they're considering dropping mm. it now because oh, they see wow. the lack the lack of evidence that it actually does oh, anything. Yeah, do anything. We don't even have to wear them in right? doctors' offices or hospitals anymore. That's all done too. Yeah, yeah same like, here too. No, yeah, it's to the point. Oh today, I was shopping with my husband, and I was mm. like. I was like, do you feel like how I feel about when someone in an N95 approaches you, you automatically just think they're retarded and oh, you yeah. don't want to talk to them yeah. like at all? And he's like, yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> but there's so many people that were wearing one, I had to wait till they were passing me to say it. There was wow. at least five people in a row. Wow. I was like, I was like, I couldn't say it. I kept getting interrupted, right? Oh, God. Yeah. yeah, it was a strange time, though. Like, I'll never forget it. And, and then it's like, how much of it was bullshit? How many? And, and the and the thing is, is like, I you know, I, I've known some people that did get COVID. Like, one of my uh, friend's grandparents got it really bad. He was in he was in the hospital and stuff. But I didn't know anyone that died. Uh, but but there was a teacher at. Um, at a school here and she was really healthy and she got COVID. And then 
she got better and then she got some bizarre complication and died. It was like one of these weird freak, like, but there must've been something genetically also going on with her. There has to be right. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah, yeah. but I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're cooking up something in the labs now that's just gonna, you know, make us, you know, Oh, yay. We'll mass her back. You know, I'm sure they're working on. Oh, they were talking about it on the TV. Uh, And then after this, I wanted to ask you something just real quick. I saw something on the TV yesterday where I think they're talking about some new one that's supposed to affect your eyes. And I'm like, you know, that's just, but like, even just thinking of like coronavirus, and I was just like, yeah, like the eyes, uh, I can't. There oh, was one with a monkey just like, they, what were the fuck? To, they were trying to get everyone like oh you know they came up with a great name but it didn't stick right yeah, yeah mon- uh, monkey fox didn't stick uh, yeah oh i yeah. did want to uh ask you mark mm-hmm. before we mm-hmm. uh we start to wrap it up is there anything like i i know before in the past like you said you kind of did have a thing that you were working on specifically and now there's a lot of stuff just all over the place but is there anything that you're kind of working on for the future any topics that you that you're thinking you're going to try to tackle and cover in the future oh, i'm going to carry on there's no shortage of content of criminal okay. content in vancouver <laughs> so yeah. there's always you know there's a lot of stuff but answer your question though yeah i'm working on um a couple i'm working on a is vancouver safe series actually and i'm gonna you know i'm gonna interview a whole a variety of people different experts the drugs the the mental health aspect because it's it's all in this pot right you got the you got so the perfect storm of mental health homelessness drugs uh, a weak ass court system and and then everyone wants to blame the cops right you know so it's just so it's created this crazy environment so i'm working on that and then i'm working on um this highway of tears and then I'm, i want to also do and this is like later on this is after i do this other stuff another thing i'm really i really want to get into is predators that use uh social media like snapchat those other ones and there's something more for like a younger i uh demographic i'm working with this i have this uh intern a journalist intern who's 19 years old. So I'm going to work with him doing like trying to have uh, maybe, I don't know, like an education or some kind of public campaign about, because it, it, it's really creepy the the amount of perverts and predators that use Snapchat and those types of things. And, and, and some kids are just too dumb to know what kind of stuff they're getting to. So I want to scare them straight. <laughs> maybe you could do like a school presentation thing. Yes. Did you ever see that? The scare straight. Did you ever see the original one? No, I think oh, I scared straight back in yeah, the day. I do remember them having do that scared straight series where they take kids to jail. But there's an original one from the seventies. I think you could find it on the internet. Oh, it's awesome because these seventy year old, these nineteen seventy type of con convicts are scary as fuck, and they're crazy, and they're screaming at this kid, and he's like, "If you, don't, if you, because he's, I guess I don't know if he." He's mad that he's giving him eye contact, I guess, because that's disrespectful in jail. Like, you're eyeballing me, right? He's screaming that. And then he said to the kid, he's like, if you keep eyeballing me, I'm going to pop one of your eyeballs, right? Like, yeah, just screaming in his face. Like, But, yeah, it's 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 kind of amusing. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how do I do that, but with Snapchat, right? You know, that I same know. kind of shock and awe and scare the kids from, you know. I've even come across. Perverts uh... on, online. I've come across a couple, I think like two or three series. Uh, I don't remember the names of them. I on Netflix and maybe I don't know if they're all on there. But I have even watched recently. Like there's some stuff where I was like, wow, like 
that shit's going on with like Snapchat and Telegram. Like, what, what I'm getting at is like I couldn't believe like what kind of like master manipulating goes on just through an app. Oh, totally. Well, for me, oh Snapchat is like the ultimate pervert paradise because one, you don't have to show your age, right? Two, you don't have to use your actual picture. I, I you know, I'm, I could use a cutesy avatar of me that appeals to a 13 year old girl, but I don't look like, you know what I mean? And then it also geolocates their addresses. So the perverts know where the kids live. And, and then when someone takes a screenshot, everyone gets notified. Oh my God, someone's screenshotting. We don't want them to screenshot what we're showing here. You know what I mean? It's like a little alert system, right? Kind of reminds me of, you remember like Michael Jackson on his hallway, he had those like uh, the alarm. So when someone's walking down the hallway, it would give him like enough warning to, you know, get the kid out of his bed. Oh, that was in Never Neverland. Apparently, this is what the maid testified this that down the hallway he had like almost like an infrared trip. You know, we walk by, it would send off a ding, 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 ding. Oh, someone's down the hall. You got you got thirty seconds before they come to your door. So gave them warning before. Uh, um, yeah. Damn. Well, if you ended up doing that, that would be really cool. Like if you started yeah. an account, like with little snippets of that or almost like educational pieces, you know, like yeah. what to look at or cause even there's stuff like Roblox or like, um, Minecraft, like those games, like predators use those games to yes. lure oh, kids also, yeah. you know, but there's an account I follow on Instagram. It's called, mm. uh, ace. She ain't coming bro. And it's a girl who mm. like follows, like she poses mm. as a, underage like as a oh, minor okay. and then case. she lures like predators and then she wow. confronts them they think they're meeting like a 14 year old girl yeah and then she comes out and she's oh, like hilarious. she's like are you here to meet someone and she films them and like they're all like you know scared shitless usually wow. like don't tell well, me i've seen i've seen dudes do that <laughs> yeah there's a guy here called creek catcher that. that do that and he's been kind of in and out of trouble with it but i i think his heart's in the right place but i would i wouldn't really do it the way he like like for example oh i've seen some of them they're out of their mind yeah they're doing it. yeah if you see if you confront someone on in in uh you know in a, in a on private property like you're in a building a restaurant and then you're causing this big scene and thing you know i don't think really that's the way to do it the way i would do it not that i would spend the time doing it just i'd probably end up going crazy doing it but if i would i would just basically record the conversation screenshot it and just put the guy on blast and then once if i if i would meet the person you just take a picture of the guy that's like oh yeah just send him a text okay you got your you got the message right oh wow exposing their tactics right their common yeah. tactics i don't know if this girl she works with the police or what but i think it's like She's part of some organization that they. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good that people are doing that though, because I'd rather people do it than not. The one I saw was on TikTok. Was pretty funny. It's like this massive, scary Russian guy. He's like three hundred pounds, and and uh, he walks in. He's just jacked with a baseball bat. You came to meet my niece. <laughs> the guy's like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> you come in my house." <laughs> oh yeah, my god! Yeah, he scares the living, you know what, out of him. yeah well yeah that's it that's a strange thing too because it's like i I really believe and and again i really hope i'm wrong but i almost feel that's the next frontier it's going to be like oh well kids kids are six years old they could make consensual you know uh, decisions Uh with an 80 year old man you know what i mean it's like who are we to get in the way right 
Seems that's what's next. Yeah. yeah. There was a TED talk where a woman was. Oh, like, I remember yeah. that. I watched that because I was like, yeah. well, does that really exist? It's my identity. And it does. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I was yeah, like, holy crap. Of... I was like, yeah, these people weren't lying when they were talking about this. It, it's like it's like testing, like, you know, because I have a business background and, and marketing, but they, that's what they, do. they test ideas out. You know what I mean? See how the how public's going to be receptive to it, right? But they, because mm-hmm. most people, like they say, like, it's like for them to form an idea, like for marketing, like sometimes they'll have to see the idea like 50 times. And that's why you see the bombarding in the, in the mainstream media, like this really saturated. So it's like, Oh, it's the truth. Everyone's talking about it. Right. Cause mm-hmm. we all know that, you know, transgender people love Bud Light. Right. We just, that's their favorite drink. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Who are we to get in the way of that? Right? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh, thank you, Mark. Uh, yeah, and I don't mind if they do or don't. I don't care. But the point is, is that it's everything's this weird orchestration, and it's and it's always like makes your head scratch, and and then they lose a bunch of money. But no, they kind of won because they blasted the idea that they made the money or the value of by the 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 topic being front and center. There's a war in the fucking Ukraine, and that and and the Bud Light shit got more mainstream media than than entire cities in, in Ukraine being leveled flat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the, the I think go, I right? think it was just done to trigger people and whatever, you know. I did Yeah, but that's what I mean. It get to get it. That and that and just to keep putting it in people's faces, like you said. Yeah, and it's memorable, right? Yeah. When when something pisses you off that you're more likely gonna remember it than something that bored you and oh yeah, like you yeah. know. Like if she, like, for example, like if let's say she endorsed or whatever the pronoun is, um, a wine splitzer, no one would give a shit. Oh, coolers. Okay, cool. You like coolers. Okay, cool. Right. No one would care. Right. Probably wouldn't even know about it. Fruity Bacardi (laughs) drink or whatever, you know? Okay, cool. Oh, like I had even made a comment, you know, if, if that, if that character is to do an iPhone commercial next month, is anybody going to say anything about that? No, yeah. right? You Too know. many people use that. Nope, you will hear <laughs> yeah. jack shit, or you'll see millions of people saying, I'm getting rid of my iPhone, and they're not really. So- well, probably the <laughs> That's all you'll get. With, you know, because you get the ridiculous on both sides. Like everybody's saying, like, I'm canceling Netflix. Your iPhones, fuck your iPhone. You know how many times people told me they're canceling Netflix, and then like a month later, they're telling me a show I should check oh, out yeah. on there. I'm like, oh, yeah. You canceled it. Yeah. Yeah, the cancel culture. That's another <laughs> strange one. But, and you know what's so funny, though? Because it's like, you know, in Vancouver, we did. I don't know. We It doesn't seem to be as robust as it was. But we were Hollywood North. So much stuff was filmed here. Netflix shows and movies. Uh, you know, there was lots of Hollywood production. So people that I knew that work on set, you always knew who the scumbags were. And it was funny <laughs> because this is like this is like late 90s. So my friend was a bouncer at this club downtown. And I lived literally like the next alley over and i walked i would walk over there maybe like one or like uh, about midnight one o'clock in the morning just you know hey you get, get let in my friend worked there and i walk over and he goes oh you wouldn't believe who was here and i'm like who it was kevin spacey and this was like kind of late 90s he was in vancouver filming and he goes yeah he was in here with all his twink boyfriend it was kind of funny you know there everyone thought it was amusing Right. And, and, and so it, it was, so then later, like almost like a, like two decades later, 
he comes out, oh, I'm gay. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, like no one knew that. Like, that's the worst kept secret possibly in Hollywood. So a lot of these were, like, open secrets anyways, you know? And you know what? Well, my friend that was a bouncer saying the guy that he was with, look, he, was, he said he ID'd him because he couldn't believe how he, he had right ID. But he ID'd him because he thought the guy was, like, 16 or 17 years old. It's, like, like a 100-pound blonde little waif little thing, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, and, and I think that even goes back to, like, I mean, basically how people are even getting manipulated with politicians. But, like, uh, like, you're talking about Kevin Spacey. To you, this wasn't, or to that person, that wasn't any new news. When oh, he came, when no. he came out and like, said oh, that. Yeah, you know, but, he came with a bunch of gay dudes, and I was like, oh, okay. But, like, people <laughs> like, see know. him in movies and, like, oh, he yeah. didn't play a gay dude in the movies, so I guess he's not gay. Like, people yeah. get mm-hmm. stuck with the image of the character that they're playing on yeah. the TV and think that's them when their camera's off. And it's like, Yeah, what? for sure. He plays a president of the United States. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, you know, you put somebody up on stage for 30 minutes to run their mouth as yeah. a politician and somehow people think that's what they really you know whatever you yeah, know what I mean? mean there like what was it there was that one guy he was funny i back in the day when i used to listen to alex jones god that, that's another tragedy isn't it but anyways um he, he was one of this guy i forgot his name he would always come in he was like the the, the, the trends forecaster guy and he'd always say he had kind of he was think he was from upstate new york too so he had that kind of accent and he'd say he'd always say politics is show business for ugly people he'd always say that there's some truth to that because it's like it's almost like what do you become how do you become a politician right well you're not an actor you're kind of you know maybe you have a little bit of charisma but not enough to really you know make it anywhere else right and and most of like when you meet them they're just like empty like it's just like i always have this kind of feeling of uh I don't know. It's just like it's like you're Something meeting missing an Amatron, though, right? you know. It's like someone not, you know, they're not really quite all there. You know, the dead shark eyes that look at through you. You get the AOC eyes going. Yeah, it's like these black holes in the head. <laughs> yeah, they're always weird. Like they're always they're always strange. Like when you meet them, uh, I had the. Uh, you know who Kim Campbell is. No. The prime, the former prime minister, former prime minister of Canada, Canada's well, one female team. prime minister for like two months. Yeah, well, yeah. she was a minister of defense, but she her and she was MP in the area I lived, and I played on the on a men's rugby team. So oh some idiot was getting married, and of course I got tasked to rent dirty movies. And so I'm at the Rogers video, and then they, of course, they make it as embarrassing as possible to rent them. You have to go into this room, and it had like the like a really like double hinge squeaky door. Right? So you open this. They know every time someone's going in and out. Everyone looks at the door, right? And then they don't they don't let you just get the video, and you know you have to go up there and tell them this is what you want. Empty clear tape, and then you have to write down on these codes on paper so i'm on all these pieces of paper of course i'm trying to rent stuff that has like you know outlandish and you know crazy titles and behind me i look and i'm like oh god damn and it's kim campbell and she of course has her she had she had some like a workout video or something like that and i have all this like these stacks and she's just giving me the the, kind of like the worst like scumbag i'm like great she was a minister of defense and she's just like oh this looking at me like i'm this like, of course the chicks behind is all flustered and she's reading the titles out and, <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> yeah, it was pretty embarrassing. And then oh I see the guy, you don't wonder what I had to go through to get these boobs. <laughs> I should have invited her. Uh. <laughs> that's wow. too funny that was great oh, man. Mark. thank you uh, I guess we'll, we'll end it on that note that was a perfect way there to end it Mark <laughs> there you go you know I think I forgot to uh, let you uh, kind of like plug your stuff Teresa so uh, let everybody oh, know oh yeah that's alright well, thank know you so much Mark I always have a great time when Mark comes on full of interesting stories and you had me thrown at Roger's video right there <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, if anyone doesn't know, Roger's video is like Blockbuster. Yeah, right? yeah, in Canada. Yeah, it was big. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like, know. Yeah. Just assuming. But anyways, yeah, that was interesting, uh, Mark. Thank you so much. But yeah, people can hear more from me on the Spiritual Gangsters podcast, which is uh, on all major podcast platforms, YouTube. And please head over to Rumble because we need more followers on there in case YouTube goes down or we do lives and yeah, other fun stuff. Up, so I need to start more videos. Very well said. And your links, Thanks. I think, should be in the bottom already. And uh, even though your links are in the bottom already, uh, Mark, let everybody know where they can find your stuff for the people listening. Uh, easiest way is probably Instagram, Vancouver True Crime. I just started a YouTube channel, which is probably, I think I have 23 followers. But my main Ooh. page is like... Uh, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. I, I went down a rabbit hole and built a website, and then then I realized I don't want a website because I have social media. If I have a website, I just want a store. After spending <laughs> half a year building it, making it. <laughs> so, yeah, I have to torture myself really good. But you guys are coming on my show next week anyways. Yes, yes. I got to yeah, we gotta talk about that, actually. Continue our conversation. Yes. Sounds good. Awesome. And uh, yeah, the links for all your stuff, like I was saying, is in the bottom. If there's anybody listening or happens to listen to this show on these live platforms before tomorrow, I will also be going live tomorrow at 7.30 p.m. doing uh, Magic and the Paranormal with 7 Degrees. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, so check that out. I will be doing that uh, tomorrow night. I was supposed to have my buddy Lee from Inner Guardians jump on, but unfortunately life uh, came up. So we'll still be doing it, us two. But uh, yeah, check that out if people can. And uh, until the next one, everybody be well. Later. Awesome.